Hi and welcome to the Alliance of Survivor Game podcast. I'm Ryan, the host slash game runner of Alliance. Join me as I talk to the second runner-up of Invicta, Mary, about reaching Fino Kigo ceremony and grappling with the emotions of playing these games. This is the final part. So we're down to eight, and uh, as we had done every, pretty much every season before this, uh, it was time for a server challenge. Everyone loves, yeah. everyone loves a good server challenge. Yeah, it was fun. I don't really remember a lot about it, but I do remember having fun. <laughs> That's good. Uh, we took four of the events that you did previously during the season and shrank them and reworked them a tiny bit. So that you eventually, so you essentially had a quadrathlon as the name of the challenge. Yeah. And this was the first time you would be competing for individual immunity. Ooh, ah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you just, you had to, you ran, a, you had to run a hundred meter dash uh, based on, which was a, which was based on the marathon. You had to do wordles, which was based on synchronized writing, uh, a clue relay and a social deduction variant. Um, the highest scoring competitor across the four events would win individual immunity. Boom. Yeah. I mean, pretty straightforward. And uh, we gave you a lengthy period of time to like do the challenge. I think gave you like 24 hours. Great, great, great. And um, uh, so finally, this is 9.30 p.m. on a Friday Eastern. Uh, I ping everybody. Looks like you all finished the event. And I'm going to go through the results. And first, I talk about how we've always had a server challenge. And honestly, like, and I felt this way at the time legitimately, not just for the theatrics of it all. But, like, this doesn't really qualify as a server challenge on its face value. Um, like, it doesn't, there's not a lot to do. You can do it all in, like, the same channel. It could have absolutely happened within the Invicta server. But... Uh, by putting it in a different server, it gave us the flexibility to do a couple other things with permissions and roles and things like that, which enabled us to have the people from outside of the game also participate in this challenge because somebody was re-entering the game. Gasp. Ooh, ah. Feelings, thoughts. Okay, so you all don't have to believe me on this because <laughs> I did not think that... I'm not going to say... I predicted that this was happening because I didn't. However, I do very specifically remember thinking it was so when Becky got voted out and I didn't see that she had gotten the viewer role. I was like, okay, like that's odd, but I bet the vote out was like really emotionally taxing for her. So I assume she left the server and her name is, or she hasn't, she hasn't requested getting a viewer role because she doesn't want one yet. Cause she's not ready. And then when Emily got voted out, I was like, I guess the vote out was really hard for her. Like, I kept thinking it was really weird. I didn't, I did not synthesize that weirdness and say that, you know, they're going to come back in the game. There's a re-entry mechanic. However, and you don't have to believe me on this, I did think it was really weird that, um, I did think it was really weird that, um, there, that none of those people had entered the server as viewers and i was like well i guess maybe 
the like maybe the people who aren't Becky don't know that they can re-enter as viewers and they've just left the server entirely like and maybe Becky's just not ready to enter the server yet like my thought process wasn't that they were re-entering but I did think it was weird that they weren't they hadn't had they didn't have their viewer role yet yes hard hard so to keep it is, fully under wraps given yeah, the circumstances my, um that is my my statement there is did i know it was happening no but did i like think something weird was happening yes definitely uh so uh rewinding <laughs> just a kind of brief overview of the recovery rooms uh sequence of events um becky and emily and uh, Kev, the first three people voted out, participated in the first recovery room game uh, with the top person of those three staying alive and the other two being eliminated. That ended up being Becky. They were playing variations of the same challenges you were playing, uh, oftentimes with mechanics that were based on your own performances and so on. Uh, Madison then joined Becky and the two of them competed to which Becky won. Uh, then Jathan joined, and they competed in, was it synchronized writing? The clue relay. They competed in the clue relay against each other and tied. <laughs> so neither of them was eliminated. And then they were joined by Nick. <clears throat> so, yeah. Were you planning on having that be... Um, were you planning on having that be only... Two people. Two people? Okay, interesting. Yeah. So the original idea was there'd be two people left. One would come back into the game and the other person would start the jury. But because there were three, it meant we had one person re-entering the game, one person joining the jury, and one person going back out into the lounge um, of those three. Uh, because we couldn't we couldn't make it, um, what, we ended up with how many jurors? You couldn't add a juror because that would make it... We could have added yeah. a juror technically uh, since it would have made us eight... And as long as it's not divisible by three, it would have been le quote unquote legal. But um, we we designed it to be seven and seven jurors, and that's what we stuck with. So yeah, um, yeah. So <laughs> so hearing that one, there's a recovery room, and somebody's coming back into the game. Two, it's going to be one of Nick, Jathan, and Becky. What what's going through your head? Um, bring back Becky. And I think I said that. Like, I want Becky back in this game. I knew I didn't want Nick back in the game because she, well, she had literally, like, I guess Jason had targeted me too, but Nick had very clearly targeted me. But I don't think I, like, it wasn't that I was like, oh, I definitely don't want Nick or Jason. It was just bring back Becky because I had been saying bring back Becky literally since she got voted out. So I was like, Oh my God, this is my chance. I bring that, bring back Becky was my only, was my only coherent thought here. Yes. Your confessional reflects this. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, you talked about, um Ari and Bird are both very very good specs because I've said to both of them at least five times bring back Becky and they've just been like I'm sorry I know this is hard for you <laughs> yeah like I I kept saying both bring back Becky and I think it was 
easier for both of them because like I mean I live with Bird in college and I now live with Ari but at that time I was not living with either of them so that definitely made it easier for them to like you know not give away facial expressions or body language but yeah I mean I had like I did think it was weird that um Becky was in the lounge but again I didn't think that she was coming back in and neither of them said anything besides oh that sucks but you know what bring back Becky and I said it I will continue saying it (laughs) Becky should play again she did Uh, Becky should play again. Okay, so we announced the three people and uh, explained, you know, the mechanics of how this is going to happen. In addition, not only will the person of those three who gets the highest score come back into the game, if that person happens to have the best overall score, uh, they will also be immune at the next vote. So pretty good stakes. Um, Of course, they hadn't actually done the thing at that point so uh they had to have some time to do the thing and it took them a couple hours so we now have 11 people competing for nine spots uh with one of them going to the jury which you didn't know at that point actually so uh yeah you so we uh let's see we got 11th place nivy with seven and a half points yourself in 10th place with eight points (laughs) Heidi in ninth with 12 Becky in eighth place with 13 meaning she would not be joining us or joining the jury Nick 13 and a half points just ahead of Becky would be joining the jury Toga in sixth with 18 and a half points Dum Dum in fifth with 19 Jathan re-entering the game from fourth place with 20 and a half Ryan in third with 26 and a half Hudson in second with 29, and Will winning individual immunity with 29 and a half points. Whew. I think kind of, this is the point where I decided that Will was going to be voted out. Because <laughs> 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 well, Hudson told me that Will was using me as a shield because, like, I was um, a loud person and made a lot of noise voting people out and so it was and it was at this point that he won this immunity that i was like all right he's gonna go mm-hmm. there you go i mean not this time obviously but yeah, not now not now but you just wait <laughs> um unfortunately becky is not the person re-entering the game well awful it was jathan uh so and that's okay but it, but hashtag bring back Becky. Um, we, we, we wrapped this whole thing up by telling you that you'd quote unquote merged and would be getting new buffs at the merge feast. Uh, and you got to pick your own, pick a new tribe name. I'm just glad we didn't pick something stupid like Renob. <laughs> What's wrong with Renob? Um, everything. Absolutely nothing. Everything is wrong. Um, <sighs> so yes you end up going with the name meraki uh is how i'm pronouncing it uh and yeah and you are now a hot pink color which i feel like that merge name is like very in line with like the tenzing merge name which you know is something that i was trying like i remember saying that i would like i didn't want something that was just like a smush well i guess we didn't have two names but didn't want something that was stupid so i was like 
in season five they did this. Let's do something like that. So I was I was very happy with our with our merch name. Yeah, I think it's a really good one. I'm a fan. Uh, we gave you a day off, I believe, in between the result reveal and tribal. Uh, partly because the result reveal was so late and partly because we wanted Jathan to at least have a day to kind of acclimate himself back into the tribe before he was just booted back out. Um, yeah. And so now that everyone's going to be attending each Kigo ceremony from here on in, uh, nobody's safe except the person with immunity and uh, nowhere to hide. So how, how, did, how, do we, how do we navigate this situation? Um, I think pretty similar to how I've been navigating things. Like, I think because we weren't in a tribe and we were all, you know, in the same tribe, like, I didn't... The merge, besides the, like, Jason being back and that being like, oh my god, like, it didn't really change a lot for me. Okay. <clears throat> what, with Jason coming back into the game... Uh, I don't know, did it, in the sense of, like, second chances or whatever, was there an ad, an effort to try to c- connect with him where there had not been a connection previously, or was it more so like, all right, we're going to pick up where we left off, and that's with me and Jathan not working together, basically? I think I definitely, like, tried to kind of make amends with him, like, you wrote my name, I wrote your name. We're both equally guilty in this situation, even though, like, I was probably more guilty because I was the one who wrote his the name of the person going home. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, yeah, I definitely realized that there was a chance to make this new connection that I... I mean, again, it's at this point... Pre- like, I'm, like I said, I'm not good at reading things, but it... Previously, I think I was okay. It was at this point that I just absolutely lost control of my read on the game. How do you mean? I don't know. I think, like, because I thought that, like, my attempt to work with Jathan worked because he said it worked. And why would I not believe him when he's saying it worked? Hmm. And I don't think it worked as well as he's... And, like, that's fully... Like, I loaded him out. That's fully within his rights to that it like to tell me yeah it's working when it's actually not but yeah i think it was at this point that i completely like lost control of any read i had on the game any and this is it was at this it was at this point that i really just like lost lost control of my my ability to read what other people thought of me whatever ability there was which wasn't a lot (laughs) i really thought that my my attempt to work with Jason, you know, worked, and I think that it didn't work as well as I thought it did. Okay. And and for clarity, this is you saying that it stopped working from a year, almost two, uh, almost two years in hindsight, not you realizing this in the moment. Yeah, this is like hindsight. Okay. Good. No, I thought I still, I thought I was doing great, and I realized what everyone thought of me. That was not the truth, but you know, the hindsight, this was when my game stopped going as well as it had been. Okay. So, uh, efforts were made with Jathan. Um, we end up with a division at this vote between Dum Dum and Hudson. 
as the two primary targets, um, with you being on the side of voting for Dum Dum. Yeah, even though I had just... I think Hudson and I... I don't know. I don't know why I did that. Again, vibes, not knowledge. I don't... I don't remember being on the side of voting for Dum Dum, but I must have been, so I must have had a reason. <laughs> yep. And it was probably the, like, alliance slash, like, relationship I had had with Hudson just became stronger than the one I had with Dum Dum at that point. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, so I assumed. Right. Uh, this is also around the time in the game where I remember code words becoming a really significant thing. Do you yeah. re- recall that? I vaguely recall it. They weren't very good code words, but no. they weren't. I don't. Yeah, I don't really recall much about that. I'm not the best recaller. It it was very exciting for me. Um, absolutely. I you. <laughs> send a message in your confessional during this this ceremony where you're like where because like i was using i knew what they were obviously because i'm reading all your mess conversations so i was using some of them in my like responses intentionally to kind of poke fun at uh, the players <laughs> i did not realize that that's really funny though yes um no it's great it's great we love it and so, so okay, so we have this Hudson uh, dum-dum divide. You all show up to Kiko's ceremony, which was in the middle of the early afternoon, I think late morning, your time. And I surprised everybody by welcoming in our jury, Nick. Hey, Nick. Yeah. How's it going, Nick? Nick is the first member of the jury. And uh, everyone was shocked and amazed. Yeah, I did not expect that. Yes. Yes. So yeah, yeah, Nick is Nick is part of the jury, which you know at the time I thought was good for me, because Nick was like, if you let Mary get to the end, I'm gonna vote her, and <laughs> you know, life happens. But yeah, this for me, I was good. Okay. Um, Will commented on the fact that more so than Nick being on the jury, and that Nick is the fact that the jury is starting at ten people instead of nine which heavily implies a final three instead of a final two, which, uh, yeah. No, I already assume that because you don't like final twos. <laughs> no, that's fair. For somebody who doesn't know me very well, um, this would definitely clue them in. But, but I rest... kind of, like, you don't like final twos. I know that about you and about Alliance. So I was like, I really doubt we'll have a final two. No chance. We, we even had a final three when we had a cast of 12 people. So, <laughs> yeah. It wasn't wasn't in the cards. Um, yeah, so we did the thing. We get to the votes. Um, we get Dum Dum Hudson, Dum 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 Hudson Hudson, Dum Dum Hudson four to four. Final vote, second member of the jury, Dum Dum. Yeah, I mean, I think at that point, like my alliance with Hudson was just stronger, and so I was like, I guess this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It works out. Every so so the people voting with you against Dum Dum were Hudson, Jathan, or no Hudson, yourself, Ryan, Toga, and Will. Those were the five. So yeah, Nivy, Jathan, Heidi, and Dum Dum on the wrong side of things at this point. Yeah, I wonder what would have happened had I been had I gone for had I gone with Dum Dum at this point. Oh boy, who could say? 
Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Upend so many things. Uh, crazy. Probably my own game too, but like, <laughs> that's okay. As we know, I'm only vibing. Just vibing, yep. So, Dum Dum, second member of the jury, we're down to eight again. And uh, this time we have some scattergories. Boy, do we have scattergories. Yes. Which was which one is this? Is this one where I got really inappropriate? No, that's coming up. Okay, that's that's different. That's the next challenge. Okay. Um, categories. We had each of you pick four, submit four categories. Uh, you submitted music, books, presidents, and sports. Uh, and then yeah. uh, we took one category that he, from each person and set them into groups and you had four groups each with a different letter and you'd have i think like two minutes to submit um a list of things matching the categories for that letter and so on uh what what are what are your thoughts on categories and and just how they work Um, i'm gonna give you the answer that i've been giving is i don't remember this i don't know how my memory is so bad i think i like I mean, there was a lot of it that was, like, emotionally difficult for me, so I think I, like, blocked some of it out. But, yeah, I don't remember a lot of this. I don't remember what I put. I don't remember who won. I'm not very good at remembering. Do you... uh, Have you played categories prior or since? Yes. Are you any good at it, generally? Eh, I'm not bad at it. I'm bad at speed. So, like... At yeah, because like, I'm not very good at, like, thinking fast. Like, those things you do in fifth grade where you had to do, like, your twos times tables in five minutes. Yeah, I was terrible at that. Okay. So this um, is kind of like a speed time thing that is mm. that is hard. Yes, yes. Well, it's an unfortunate byproduct of Google, really. Because... Um, I mean, there was enough time, I think, to, like, Google some of the options if you needed to, uh, which I think a couple of the categories absolutely required Googling, depending on who you were. But um, you had to know some of this stuff as well. Yeah. And so uh, the letters ended up being F, I, O, and T. And, like, normal, if you submitted the same thing as somebody else, that didn't count. So... You had a handful of eliminations, um, an F dinosaur, Fukiusaurus, which four out of the five people submitted, didn't score points. Um, You and Will both submitted frustration as your emotion for the letter F. Yeah. Um, Basketballers, you and Heidi both submitted Iverson for I. I didn't even Google that one because he played for the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you and Ryan both submitted ice cubes for candy. Uh, Damn. Yeah, I got a lot of doubles. Uh, you and Heidi both submitted Igor for characters. Characters is such a wide open category, too. Yeah, I don't know how we got the same there, but, you know, go team. Yep. Um, move on to the letter O. We, you had butterflies. Uh, you and... You submitted Orange Dog, which doesn't seem to line up with anybody else, so I think it might have just not actually been a butterfly. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. Uh, There's a pasta. Four people 
you, Nivy, Toga, and Ryan all submitted Orzo for the pasta. Nobody got any points for pasta. It happened. Yeah. Um, then for the letter T, you submitted the ballet for dance, which we did not accept. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> um everyone almost everyone else got points for that with techno tango tarantella turkey trot um there are a bunch of options there but so, the ballet was not one of them the ballet was not viable no and then for sport you put triathlon which will also put oh no points there Altogether, you scored at least five points on each letter which is pretty good out of a possible eight and uh, finished with 21 points, which was good enough for third place. Wow. Solid, solid performance. Yeah. Uh, Hudson finished with 24 points, and Jathan finished with 25 and individual immunity. Yeah. Yeah. So eight people left. Jathan's immune. The people on the wrong side last time that aren't immune are Nivy and Heidi. I don't know. Was it just that simple? Um, no, it wasn't that simple. I, I was like, all right, everyone's voting out Nivy. We're going to vote out. And then at the last minute, I was like, no, I really want to get Will. I don't know why. Like, I, but I, so I decided to tell Nivy that I'm going to help her get Will. And then two minutes before travel, I'm like, just kidding. I don't have the numbers. See ya. That was not very smart of me. I should have just waited. I should have just gone with the majority. But I did make an attempt to flip and get will here that i ended up not doing <laughs> you know was a choice that i made but yeah it ended up being ivy i don't i don't know that i have a lot more on that besides that that's who it ended up being five votes for Nivy. so hudson you brian toka and will same five as last time all vote for Nivy. uh Nivy and jathan both vote for heidi and Heidi votes for Hudson. So we end up with a 5-2-1 outcome. Being yeah. You have yeah, a... I don't know. I did not make a smart move here, but I made a lot of not smart moves. So, like, this is just one of them. <laughs> uh, right before we get to the vote, Will says, I've put a lot of trust in a lot of people today. Not all the people we might expect. And if that burns me and I get blindsided, it happens. And you quoted that in your confessional and said what will what the fuck yeah i didn't know what that meant i knew that it meant he didn't trust me because no actually i thought it meant that i don't know what i i, I that was i don't know what this means <laughs> that was that my that was oh my god is it me going home because yeah. of my chaos uh interesting choice of a move there it's a very scary ominous message yeah for someone Especially as someone who had been trying to uh, target him. Right. Definitely. Yeah. But, yes, Nivy, third member of the jury. We are down to seven. And um, Will's still there. <laughs> yep. Don't worry. Don't worry. Not for long. And here comes the scavenger hunt. Yeah. Um, I had fun with that. I it really could like had I... I really could have won had I, like, done an X, but I don't know. I wanted to pick things other people weren't picking, and I figured other people wouldn't be as um, lewd and inappropriate. So, 
No, that's absolutely accurate. Um... Yeah, this was my crowning moment in the season, I will say. It is one of the more memorable ones, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> how do how do we feel about this this uh, strategy? Um... I still think it's pretty funny. Like, I don't know. I don't think... Yeah, I, I think it... Uh, there's a lot in this season that represents... I mean, I understand, like, my mental illness is, like, a part of me, but that represents me giving in to, like, my fears and, like, my anxieties. But this is, like, me giving in to, like, my funny side. And so I think that it was funny and that it was silly and I still am a fan of it. All right. Well, I'm glad. Uh, So (laughs) beyond that, um, we had a lot of issues with... So the, the conceit of this scavenger hunt was and you didn't know this until you started it, you had to find a thing that started with each letter of the alphabet. That was the way it broke down. And yeah. like categories and things of that ilk, if you found something that somebody else also found, you didn't get any points for it. So you had to not only find a 26 different things, you also had to find 20 th- 26 different unique things within that letter. And Yeah, I spent a very long time at Walmart in Cody, Wyoming. <laughs> but... More than that, it's a very tricky thing because, uh, as as we'll find out, like it was designed to be very simple because <laughs> like we didn't have to come up with a list of things, and it ends up being incredibly complicated because now you have to figure out well, is apple an A? What if it's a red apple? What if it's a green apple? What if it's a Macintosh yeah. apple? Does that count? Or is it F because it's a fruit? Or is it like, and then, and like, who knows? And and finding the right amount of specificity versus the right amount of um, generic aspect to each thing was impossible. Uh, Very much. I have a lot of regrets about how we set this up in hindsight. Um, Because on the one hand, uh, you know, so a lot of your submissions, uh, I think, fit what we what we envisioned like um you submitted a helmet goggles frisbee a dress an abacus uh, you know the list goes on um and then you have toga ultimately the winner of this challenge who's a lot of their her submissions were things like hydrocodone naltrexone oseltamivir quetiapine valproic acid like just like going through the medicine cabinet and like oh here's some allegra what's in allegra uh oh it's this 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 whatever thing and like uh once we accepted it we couldn't say no and uh that's that's uh, an easy way to get a lot of points i'd say yeah very tricky very yeah tricky. i mean i had fun with this i think like in hindsight like the things that I had fun with, I had fun with, and the things that I didn't, I didn't. And I try not to, like, in hindsight, like, think too much more into it because that'll just make me unhappy. So like, I had fun with my submissions, and and that that's how it is. And I think if I like try to think too much more into it, or like, you know, wish I had done different things, I'm just gonna make myself unhappy. So yeah, I had I had fun being silly with this. Well, good. I'm glad you did. Um, I'm certainly not <laughs> not going to try to take any of it away from you. 
you ended up with 22 points out of 20 possible 26 which seems pretty great and uh good enough for second place yeah absolutely toga wins her second immunity in a row no first immunity uh jathan won the last one and so toga will be safe at final seven and yeah yeah. um in between this challenge and the kigo ceremony there was a heated race for an immunity idol between jathan and toga that involved uh, a nine-digit code number i don't know if you recall this at all no i was not a part of that okay um jathan had figured out two of the nine digits and was trying to brute force the answer from there uh there must be a hundred guesses from him trying to get the right answer only knowing two of the nine things um and then toga comes in after finding all of the numbers a little bit later and comes away with an idol so toga has the immunity idol congrats toga yeah at this point i had like a little bit given up on like i tried in the pre-merge really hard but at this point i'd a little bit given up on idol finding okay fair enough i mean it like i I think i said somewhere i I scrolled past it um or much higher up in your confessional than we are now where i think i said something to the effect of like there's a lot of different like pillars of success in these types of games and like you don't have to be good at all of them or even more than one of them to like ultimately do really well and uh i think that's very true yeah so i like yeah and at this point i'm like so hudson had told me that will was just using me as a shield and i don't know if that was true that will told hudson that but i was like okay he's gotta go Hmm. Hmm, hmm, so i fought pretty hard to get him voted out yeah and it worked ultimately worked and i don't know (laughs) how it worked like i know that there were like there was probably me wanting him out but he got voted out so yeah yep um prior to the ceremony jathan gave his uh defunct idol the one he was voted out with uh to will uh, who attempted to play it and of course i had to tell him that it was not a valid idol in that moment oh so i thought that idol was defunct wait when did jason get that idol that was the one he got pre before he was voted out but it because it left with him it became defunct yes it lost its power when he was voted out okay i don't think i fully realized that until this well and another thing is he could have reactivated it if he cheated again but he he was not aware of this or at least if he was he never said anything because he didn't ask us about it I didn't tell him because that's not for him to he'd have to like figure it yeah basically my my reasoning being that like this idol started out as valueless you can give it power by doing a thing so it loses its power when you get voted out but you're back in the game you still have the thing it has no power you can give it power by doing the thing again it's kind of my thought process Um, yeah he did not do that and or did not think about it think that it would work so uh ultimately that obviously doesn't matter but um yeah so he gives that to will i think that was like just like here this will stop you from trying to find a real one kind of thing yeah maybe um so of course he plays it i don't think he ever fully bought that it worked but uh i said nope not real and all the votes against will will count 
he voted for Ryan, but everyone else voted for Will. Yep. You did it. Uh, or so <laughs> I think, but I don't really want to get into that. So Will is voted out, and that was what I wanted, so cool. Yes, yes. Um, and then we're, we're down to six people now. So we yeah. have, we've come a long way in this game uh it's it's been it's been a long difficult road and yeah. um time for another challenge the best part of the game yes uh so this was the tug of war uh this was our um one of our lore challenges this season uh we paired you up again in the first round and you competed against the other teams to provide the most correct answers to various prompts you get a point for every correct answer and lose a point for every incorrect answer. And so the prompts were things like, what color were the javelins in the stadium? And you could submit whatever, as many things as you wanted. Or what were the name of the books in the Lyceum? Or what were the t different types of relays that they ran as events? And so on and so forth. Uh, so you were paired up with Jathan. Yeah. Seems like a good pair. Yeah, I didn't think of, I took a lot of notes on what the commands were, but not the responses, which, you know, in hindsight was a mistake, but <laughs> yeah. I, how did we do? You did great. <laughs> so, cool. uh, the way w there were, uh, eight different, seven different categories. And so if you got the most points correct in a category, you got a point for winning that category. And, uh, the two of you went perfect on the book titles the javelin colors the countries the dictionary words to get four points there you got three of the four types of coffee for the most points for the most there and you got 12 of the 13 foods that they serve at the cafe for a point there so the only one you missed were the types of relay um heidi and toga so you end up with six points out of a possible seven Heidi and Toga got two out of seven, and Hudson and Ryan got four out of seven. And so you and Jathan win the first round of this challenge. So basically, something I've forgotten that apparently I'm just good at getting second place. <laughs> That's very true. Because uh, so in the second round, it was you versus Jason, Jathan. And yeah. there, <laughs> there were three categories here. Um, one was uh, animals at the Slandessa Zoo. One was just uh, events at the Invicta Games, period. Um, there were like 50 options. There were like a ton of options for that. And then I think the last were um, people who uh, held world or held records in any of the events. Um, yeah. Which I know was a command that you had used quite a few times, particularly early on. Because there were... Yeah, I think... Yeah. That's probably the only place that I had maybe an advantage having watched because I knew that that was, like, I wanted to see everybody's Easter egg. And I knew that that, like, I, and that those were, I mean, I would have had an advantage had I actually written them down. But, <laughs> like, I remembered them because they were Easter eggs of people that I knew in the lab. Right. Uh, Jathan wins all three of these categories for immunity. Um,. But like you said, second place, very comfortable. Yeah, I had fun. I, I, I think I remember having fun with this. Again, like, I probably was, like, really mad about getting second place at the time for a lot of these. 
But, like, at this point, I'm like, yeah, I had fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, you know, you you could have could have done a lot worse, for sure. Um, yeah. There were definitely people in the game who would have been uh, had less less of a leg to stand on in this challenge by themselves. Uh, so uh, with that, you have Jathan immune at six, and this is uh, I think I can't remember if this was the last chance Toga had to play her idol or not. It probably wasn't, but it. So this is this is the this was the last chance that Hudson had to play his safety without power. He does this and leaves Kiko before any of the votes are cast. So then we're five people left. Toga plays her idol, and that leaves Heidi, yourself, and Ryan as the only viable options that could be eliminated at this time. Uh, there were two votes against Toga. There were two votes against Heidi and one vote against Ryan. So ultimately. Heidi is eliminated two to one to zero and in sixth place. Yeah. And there we go. All right. We move on to final five. Final five immunity challenge. Where is Debbie Muse? This is going to be important. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe important is not the right word, but this is going to come back later on. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Where is Debbie Muse? Uh, Meg is a big fan of the Carmen Sandiego games. I've never played one. And I have. They're fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so we designed uh, Debbie Muse in a version of this game, essentially, where you would move around from various countries and have to figure out who the fake Devi Muse was. And um, it was like the list of suspects included people, uh, I believe it's all the winners we used and like they all created a different avatar person Um, winners and fan favorites yes that's correct winners and fan favorites because i remember bramble cat being there yes bird bramble cat karst away fml cat cc uh gd lola penny rdt sf and shan were your list of suspects we had name height hair eye color hobby pet favorite season and cuisine and throughout the challenge you would gain and particular insights into who the perpetrator was by who you talked to and the the notes you remembered and so on and so forth. yeah i think i gave myself a disadvantage here because i was just so excited to see everybody's name <laughs> how do you mean so like i was excited i was like oh my god bramble cat oh my god so exciting <laughs> But I didn't really focus on the challenge because I was too excited to see everyone's name, which is on me. That's the disadvantage I gave myself. <laughs> yes, that's true. That makes sense. Um, oh, yeah. I. So there was a point system involved in this where um, when you got to a location, we would give you a bunch of different people you could talk to. And talking to people that were good... Um, would give you less points and talking to people that were quote unquote bad or unhelpful would give you more points. Uh, I think from like one to three, but there was also each one of the responses at each location gave you an indication of where to go next by describing the place. And all of them were countries that you all created at the start of the season. And if you tried to travel to the wrong location, you got 
five points each time. And that definitely added up for you. Yeah. I mean, I don't really remember, but I do remember not being very good at this challenge. And again, that's okay. <laughs> yep. Um, so in, in, there were eight locations. In location three, you earned 58 points, which is a lot. Um, <laughs> that's really funny. Uh, the next four locations were a lot better, only earning between 11 and 24 points in each of them. Uh, not the worst single location from a person, however, as Hudson used up 74 points in location seven, which is insane. Yeah. And it happens. Yeah, it absolutely does. You end up with 136 points total, which is good enough for fourth out of five people. Uh, Hudson finished below you with 157. Jathan finished just ahead of you with 100. Ryan finished second with 72. And Toga wins this by a mile with 20. Yeah. So it at the end of the day, it was RDT. He was the perpetrator, yeah. which makes sense. Of course. I, will, <laughs> I, I should have known originally. <laughs> it was randomized. We did not select anybody based on their personality. <laughs> but it was fitting that it ended up being RDT. Yeah. So we're at final five. Um, we have uh, Toga's immune, who, from what I recall, was basically like the biggest quote unquote threat that people wanted to get out in the game, which is kind of interesting to me because uh, I think Jathan was like just as threatening for the most part, but it is what it is. Uh, obviously, she can't be voted for. And so instead, uh, we have a split with three people voting for Hudson, uh, you, Jathan, and Ryan. And then Hudson and Toga both vote for Ryan, and Hudson is eliminated in fifth place and joins the jury. Mm -hmm. And then we're down to four. Four people left. Did you, I don't know, like, you had said earlier that you wanted to get to six to tie Ari, and now you're sitting at four. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, I don't necessarily think... It was at that point that I thought I had a chance of winning, but I still wasn't, like... I don't know. It was just kind of, like, hard because I was stressed about a lot of it. So, yeah. Okay. Well, it being Final Four and all that, we we know that this next immunity challenge is going to be Simotion, as it's been the whole time. Uh, yeah. Having seen a handful of variations of Simotion in the past, were you dreading this or looking forward to it? I don't know. I was just... I don't really remember. This... Uh, yeah, I don't really remember what I was thinking. Okay. This was the... This version, we had, like... You started in a channel, and you'd have a task, and then every some number of minutes, we'd ask you to do something different to the thing you did basically and yeah after a period of time we'd add more channels and so on um ideally hoping to uh overwhelm you <laughs> with with uh, activities um jathan uh in in some freak manner is able to just uh, he he hit every we we had 10 channels prepared he gets to all 10 and is like still able to like 
confessional at the same time and go to the bathroom while he's doing it famously uh which is kind of ridiculous uh we also didn't do this simultaneously uh, and live so you're all doing it at different times so since he wasn't the last i don't think he was the last person to go so he couldn't we couldn't tell him to stop at a certain point because we didn't know if he would need to um which was slightly unfortunate but that's just the reality of these things uh, he does end up winning by a landslide, uh, having, com- yeah, he was doing this for almost like four hours, which is just too long. It's too long, Jathan. Uh, Ryan finishes in second, Toga finishes third, and unfortunately, this was one where you finished last. Jathan is immune at final four, so Jathan has locked himself into FTC, and that just left figuring out who were who else was going to join him uh i believe if i double check here we haven't or no i guess it's it's only been two seasons since we'd had a uh a fire making challenge but i don't feel like that was ever really on the table i think it was just a pretty straightforward toga vote as i said toga was perceived as the most dangerous person in the game and so the three of you voted toga out toga voted for ryan and um i'm sure she was well aware of the situation at the time so toga becomes the final member of the jury and you and ryan join jathan in the final kigo ceremony as finalists congrats yeah you did it yeah i mean i have a lot of regrets about final kigo ceremony i think like a lot of people said a lot of hurtful things to me which is true but that doesn't give me a right to then say hurtful things back and so I think I regret a lot of the hurtful things I said back even if like I was hurt that absolutely does not give me the right to like say mean things and so I think I have a lot of regret about the like things that I said and some of the ways that I acted but you know and that's another reason that I won't ever play orgs again um but you know it's in the past so yeah yeah it's 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 tough enough when the jury likes you i think because i i know you know even obviously i've never been in the situation so i don't know in that sense but um just like even even expecting to be warmly received by the jury i think you're still there's still so much you don't know no matter who you are as a player about what they're thinking about how you know what relationships everybody has with everybody else and what they thought that you did and what other people said that you did that they believe and so when you aren't like the perceived like favorite or even just somebody that's been had positive vibes with everybody on the jury throughout the whole season like that is not fun i'm sure Um, and i don't think i expected to be super positively received but yeah i even if i maintain that i wasn't treated fairly which i do that still doesn't give me the right to behave the way i did and i'm like fully aware that you know like i can maintain that i wasn't treated fairly but i can also maintain that i didn't treat others fairly like both of those things can be true and so i think that's kind of where I'm at at this point in my life is that like, I don't think that I was treated fairly 
which I can't control. I can't control how other people treat me. But what I can control is how I treat other people, and I think I didn't treat other people fairly. Um, and that was just unkind of me, and I am, like, now aware of that in a way that I wasn't at, in, at the time. Right. And I, I, I kind of touched on this before, but, like, does it feel like this is something that, not necessarily specific to you, but just when we see people at FTC or even in, like, tribal councils later in the season, it it seems like it, it kind of comes back to this, the fact that these games um, amplify feelings and emotions and things of that nature. And it it not to, you know, not so much as, like, a an excuse for anybody on any side of anything but more so just like this is this is part of why this is happening why this happens in a lot of places why you know i anybody who's watched uh, any org i think you see somebody who has an over-the-top reaction or has a particularly aggressive reaction to something that's happened or something someone said that might have been equally as over-the-top or aggressive who knows um, I think we see it next season a lot in like M and how M goes out of the game. And yeah. it's not, and like M, you know, a couple days after that happens, like it's not, it's not as if M wasn't that person exactly, but that was like a very turned up version of her in that moment, reacting to a situation that she felt was either unjust or just really frustrating because it was it is getting voted out super frustrating especially that close to the end um getting to the end and kind of just that sinking feeling of knowing that you're not gonna win and i think a lot of people can kind of sense that throughout a final tribal based on the way they're being talked to and based on the way that the jury is talking to the other finalists um that sucks that's a really shitty feeling and that but and like even if you weren't hadn't spent 30 some odd days confined in your own kind of head for most of them you know that would suck but the fact that you have it just it just everything's everything's moving so much faster and slower at the same time and it's just it's such a it's not it's not good (laughs) it's just it's not good yeah and i think one thing that i like have learned that i have like kind of taken with me in other seasons that i watched i last season was just kind of too i didn't watch much of last season i watched some of last season but like during academy seeing people feel the way that i felt and maybe be treated at uh final at their prospective final tribal councils the way that I feel that I was and seeing a lot of them like have a better reaction I suppose have a have a more kind reaction than I did because I'm aware that I had a kind reaction but I think it it a like gains me a lot of respect for those people um you can cut this out if the people I'm about to talk about don't don't um don't consent but like Allie was treated really unfairly at her at her um, final tribal council and she reacted really well. And so that gained a lot of respect um, for her from me. Mm -hmm. But I think also just like seeing 
people who were really disrespected by a specific person and then having that person, you know, either win or get fan favorite or whatever, and them feeling like, well, then the way that they treated me doesn't matter because everyone just loves them even though they treated me like shit. I have a lot of respect for those people and, like, kind of am able to, like, see those people in a new light, and I really appreciate those people, or, or I, like, have been kind of reaching out to those people and, like, hey, I know this person who treated you like shit won the game, or this person who treated you like shit won fan favorite, or whatever, and, like, being able to emotionally connect with people who have played since I've played and have been in similar emotional places has been really cool. That's really nice. I love that. And I, I totally agree. Um, there's, and, it, you know, it's it's one of those things where you you're confined and everyone else is confined similarly nobody playing the game knows everything and not even the viewers like the viewers know more generally than any of the players do but they don't see the confessionals they don't know what's in your head they don't know everything either and so i think there's often kind of like you're saying this conflation of when you look at the superlatives that the viewers are voting on with what they would call perfect knowledge even though it isn't um they are rewarding in a sense the players of the game for being memorable for being funny for being likable for being this that and the other thing and so if you don't get those awards like that sucks especially if you're someone who makes it deep into the game or like you're saying if somebody who has been mean to you or mistreated you um is rewarded by the viewers that's there's like a i don't know it's like it's something it's like it shouldn't compute right like it why why it doesn't make sense like i'm sitting especially having like been in lounges with people and like at this point in my life like i don't really think about it but having Again, I'm not condoning my behavior at Final Tribal Council, but having been in the... And I don't think that I deserve fan favorite or whatever. But having been in the lounge with a bunch of people who then voted someone who outright said extremely mean things to me at multiple points in the game, vote that person's fan favorite, have people that know what I thought liked me do that really hurt at the time. So that was hard at the time, but at this point I'm like... It's been so long and we've watched so many other seasons that I, like, don't... I don't really think about it. It's not, like, a part of my, like, life or a part of how I view Alliance anymore. Right. It... Yeah. No, I, I, I get that. It's, um... It's hard to... I don't know. It's like it's like trying to put a square peg in a round hole sort of thing. Yeah. And over time, you keep trying to do it and, like, eventually you wear down the corners or whatever, but... Like, it still doesn't really fit, but, like, it's it's close enough that you stop obsessing over it, almost. Yeah, and I think, like, it's not even that I stop obsessing over it, because when I think about it, like, right now I'm feeling very emotional. Like, right now it's still, like, very much a square peg in a round hole, but I just compartmentalize. Like, I just put it in this pile of stuff that happened, I'd say, that week. I put it in this pile of stuff that happened that week and that pile is really painful. And I can pick my behavior from that pile and say, 
I regret this aspect of my behavior. Or I can pick the way that I feel like I was treated and say, I really didn't like that. But that pile, I kind of just leave it in a pile. And then, you know, the things that I think are important from that pile. So one thing I do think is important from that pile is recognizing my bad behavior during final tribal council. And so I can pick that and I can take it. But a lot of the other stuff that's in that pile from that week just kind of has to stay there. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know if that makes a lot of sense, but that is my thought. No, I, I, I get what you're saying. I, I think it's incredibly mature and valuable to, to be able to do some, do that with things like this. It's, I think something that, a lot of people aren't able to do um and uh you know i think when you have circumstances like this uh if you're not if you're somebody who's able to like move past these things and genuinely like not dwell on them like i don't know how you do it but more power to you and if, yeah. <laughs> if you're not i mean uh, i think it's a lot of like how I view the game and I've had this discussion in the lounge before I've talked about it before that um I think that in the game so for example in the game I reacted badly at tribal council and was really unkind to people like Will at tribal council and I don't know but I hope that people called that out in the lounge and stood up for Will but I think it's really important to call out when people are treating other people badly to stick up for the person that's being treated badly. And so I hope that when I, you know, for example, I know I treated Will Will and Hudson fairly badly. Um, I hope that people, I'm, I never looked at the lounge, but I hope that people stood up for them and called me out for that. Um, so I think, like, it's kind of just part of my personality that I think it's important to, like, recognize when I've done wrong without like calling myself a bad person for it like I can recognize that I like really fucked up without calling myself a bad person and I think when we're watching a game like this it's important to recognize when people treat other people badly without calling them a bad person for it right I agree I think that is a very valuable thing um something that I think we're seeing more often recently um yeah i mean uh, we you've talked nexus park to death but like i know that when i was in the lounge i did not treat jordan very kindly and it really doesn't matter how she acted in the game like i can still disagree with how she acted in the game and but i can also recognize that i acted badly in how i talked about her i acted badly in how when people were criticizing bird I reacted really badly to them and was really mean to them. So I think it's important to like recognize when yourself, when I'm doing something bad, but also recognize like, Hey, I'm sticking up for this person who's being treated badly, regardless of what they've done in the past. Like this person is being treated badly. Right. Right. (sighs) Yeah. It's, uh, it's unfortunate that that's, something that's as prevalent as it is 
in these kinds of games, but it's also not really a surprise when you look at what these types of games like involve and ask the people to do. Yeah, and like I don't think that people who I would be insane if I thought that people who act badly in alliance are bad people and should not be part of our community because <laughs> I act badly in alliance. Um, but I do think it's important to like I mean, I'm not going to try and dredge up everyone else's mistakes. I've like referenced some, but I'm not going to try and dredge up every single mistake that happened in Summit, every single mistake that happened in High Seat, every single mistake that happened in Nexus Park. Like, I'm not going to try to dredge those up, but I am going to dredge up my own bad behavior and hope that other people, like, and say, I fucked up, I did badly. And also, while also saying, like, these people have fucked up, but they're not bad people and hope that people can understand that I fucked up, but I'm not a bad person. This is not making much sense. I'm sorry. I don't know how to make it make sense, but <laughs> it's fine. This is what happens in my brain and no, I this whole conversation if you want to. No, it's, it's good to, I don't know. I, I think this is something that, I don't know if you weren't there, and watching the season or playing the season it's it's hard to contextualize a lot of stuff even with us like if we go into like nitty-gritty details about things that were happening um but i think that the people who were there or played or or spectated significantly um will mostly understand fingers crossed um and i think a lot of them or i hope a lot of them will appreciate your perspective on things and your feelings about how things went down yeah i don't know that's like like it's easier for me to talk in general about my own mistakes than it is for me to talk about all the other feelings of how i feel that other people treated me like i can reference those but talking too much about them is bad like but i can talk about my own mistakes all day long but talking about how i feel i was treated i can't talk about that without getting too emotional yeah for sure now i get it well um you go through how long was it relatively speaking um you had the longest final tribal council in terms of messages sent period wow um uh at the time prior to this the record was mojo desert with 418 messages uh there were 584 messages in the ftc channel for invicta Um, wow only one other season has had more than mojo desert since yours which was espionage with 545 so that is quite quite a lot uh and interestingly your ftc only lasted about two hours and 20 minutes so that's more than four messages per minute which doesn't seem like a ton given that there were what uh, 10 people who were able to talk in that channel the whole time i guess more if you count production but no other season averaged more than three messages per minute so it's interesting worst two hours and 20 minutes of my life just kidding (laughs) some of the hardest that's not true the hardest two hours and 22 minutes of my discord experience that that's I'll fair that. that's fair um no that's that's for sure uh it's not not the best not the funnest thing to do um when it was all said and done 
we were crowning Jathan as the winner with six votes. Uh, yeah. Which was pretty great. He is still the only person to return to the game after being voted out within the same season. And he went on and won, which is pretty impressive. Yes, I think that like he won immunity at the right time. And he also like played an amazing social game with everyone when he got back. Um, and so, you know, I regret not saying it at the time, but I think it's a very well-deserved win for him. Yes, I concur. Uh, Ryan finishes with one vote as the runner-up. You are the second runner-up, like I said at the start of probably your first episode, since I likely will have to break this up into two. But um, finalist is a finalist is a finalist, and as such, you permanently have VIP privileges across the board, and forever will have the tag of finalist in the HQ server. Yeah, it's, that's exciting. And I, yeah, I mean, it's, if I like, when I tell people about orgs and how I got third place, like it's something to be proud of. I don't go into too many details, but like, <laughs> I, I, I tell people that I got a good place when I tell them about it. So yeah. Yeah. After the reveal of the winner, we went into some superlatives and your name came up a few times here um least likely to lie yeah um i'm pretty proud of that honestly like i think the fact that i've literally made a list of the times that i've lied yeah in this game <laughs> like is very like telling of who i am as a player um i do want to like it sucks to be lied to or about by the person who gets least likely to lie um so i want to when i have the moment apologize to the people that i did lie to and about um mostly jason in the early game um but yeah i think i'm i'm proud of getting least likely to lie i know that's not how you could play the game and i know that's not generally like a part of this game but i'm proud of it so yeah um you were the fourth person at the time out of the six people who'd received this award that was also a finalist um joining steph bun and fml cat yeah jessica won this award from her first season as well so i know and and ink won it so a lot of people that i know and (laughs) yeah and respect and like did i play as like kind and loving and good of a game as steph no but i won the same award she did so (laughs) i feel i feel at peace with that good 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 uh you also won most paranoid um i think that's from my just like absolute (laughs) bullshit reads like i was like oh my god (laughs) heidi definitely has something or oh my god um Madison and Kev are working together to find something. All of these were just awful reads. They were the wrong reads every single time. Almost, yeah. But, yeah. yeah, so um, I think I got that because, like, I had these reads that were just, like, so out of the least, like, no evidence that people were like, that's just paranoia. Right. That makes sense to me. And since 
Jessica has won this, correct? Yes, she did win it in Academy. Yeah, so I, I'm in good company. <laughs> it's true. Um, I don't remember anyone else who has won this award, so... Uh, Big Hen? Henry? Uh, oh, uh, Hen Kornacki, a great person to be sharing a title with. Yep. Um, Zach won it in High Seas. <laughs> I, that's a great person to share a title <laughs> with, too. That's a really chaotic person to share a title with, but a great person to share a title with. Uh, Jordan wanted in Nexus Park. Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of respect for her. Great people to share this title with. Good, good. Um, those are the only two you won by name. However, there is another uh, superlative that I think has your stamp on it, so to speak. And that is the best uh, favorite NPC of the season, which was given to Server Brian. Oh, yes. Who I kept flirting with. Yes. <laughs> yes. Trevor Brian just gave me, like, I want to be flirted with vibes. And <laughs> I think it's funny that I've sent learn since learned that Server Brian is SF. I didn't know at the time that Server Brian was SF, but I think of anyone, of any NPC to get voted with, to get flirted with, it has to have been, um, it has to have been sf so like i think it really just gives sf a full circle of his alliance life <laughs> it's true it's true someone who perhaps more famous for his bad flirtatious uh approaches <laughs> than it than he is for actually winning a season yes <laughs> oh i forgot that he won see yeah exactly <laughs> i mean i didn't forget sf you're great if you're listening to this you're great amazing um so then we we wrap up things with a preview of espionage. We get to see a little taste of what season nine is going to look like. Exciting, fun, invigorating. And so then we get to this sort of interesting time where all the players, the finalists and jurors, get to exit the game and interact with, well, each other and the viewers on a larger scale. So there's so much that kind of comes out of these interactions um it kind of depends on like how big of a presence you've been uh in the community before how big of a personality you were during the game how many friends you have in the lounge and so a bunch of different other things so when you come out of the game and you know particularly early on i'm sure there were a lot of emotions still running quite high but like what what was it like to kind of get that first wave of you know whatever kind of reactions you get from not just you know the viewers as a whole but like you know when you finally get a chance to actually talk about things with with bird and ari or jessica or whomever um like what what kind of gets affected or impacted uh by these interactions i mean i left the server immediately yeah i didn't i as soon as you announced uh espionage i was out of the server um possibly even before you announced espionage i was out of the server i don't know i didn't stick around and i took a pretty big break from even from even um safe haven like i kind of just mm -hmm. i didn't want because i already 
pretty immediately I felt ashamed for how I had treated other people and felt ashamed about how I had been treated. Like, I just felt a lot of shame, um, a lot for how I treated other people. Like, I felt really ashamed about that, so I didn't want to be there. Um, and so Ari, Ari was at my house, um, and he, we just talked about other stuff, and, like, I called Bird, and we just talked about other stuff. Like, I just, I just didn't, I left the server, I don't know if I left the hub server, but I definitely took a break, like, from the hub server, and I just kind of put it out of my mind and focused on other things Good for a while. That's good. And then it all came coming back when I got a message that said, Debbie Muse? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good at, um, at, uh, at transitions. <laughs> Yeah, so let's see. The season ended on February 20th, I believe. Um, you messaged me the day after that to ask about doing an exit interview, but I hadn't done any that season, so uh, there wasn't anything to do. Um, yeah. And then it was mid-March, so it was about three weeks later that I messaged you asking about... Um, Debbie Muse. Yeah. yeah. Um was really fun. Um Steph and I had one scene together for our Debbie Muse um script and we actually hopped on Zoom and recorded it together and I had so much fun with that and like my other ones I recorded just the line that I had that production then somehow spliced it all together impressively. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, I had fun being a part of Debbie Muse. It was cool, like, kind of after feeling really rejected, having so so many complicated feelings after my Alliance season um, was, like, it was nice to then do something fun with Alliance. I mean, not that watching Alliance in general isn't fun, but it was nice to, like, oh, this is super fun. Mm-hmm. Yes, we... Debbie Muse, we created in season seven, Nexus Park. And then uh, it uh, she shows up again in your season, just a little bit. And then in season nine, since she is a world-renowned spy, uh, or well, a fake world-renowned spy, <laughs> we decided to em- employ her quite significantly for espionage. And since she was created based on the name of Muse, who was third place finisher in Mojo Desert, we decided let's try. I don't know why we thought of this because it's one of those ideas that just is a huge effort. But we decided to create an entire story around it set in the Devi Muse universe, which is a fictional universe within the fictional Alliance universe. <laughs> Um, yes, of course. They, where every character is represented by a third place finisher from the season, because Muse finished third in his season. And so we had to figure out, okay, well, we need a villain. We need a sidekick. We need a, a third person. We need a love triangle. We need a villain sidekick. We need a police person. We need all these people. We need somebody who will do all this. And uh, so your character, Mary Patricia, in the uh, thing... Um, was I have trouble describing 
this Mary's role within the story, but she's kind of like the common person that always kind of gets stumbles into these high, uh, high complexity spy situations that are much more suited for Devi and the people in her circle, except you're pivotal to these moments in a way because you are not part of that sort of upper echelon situation, I think would be a way I I could describe it. I think that um, kind of, if we're going to take a tie back earlier, that (laughs) I feel like I'm just playing Alliance and everyone else is playing 4D (laughs) chess Alliance. It's like, I'm just here and everyone else is around me, like doing things that are smart. There's levels to this. There's, there's so many levels to it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. I had a lot of fun and like my character worked at a, work to the thrift shop which is my favorite place to be so like mm-hmm. i can't complain there yep. and yeah no for sure no, you for sure. let's see we had we had muse be the voice of the narrator since muse is a boy and debbie muse is a girl um and you had a handful of scenes you shared a scene with um the moss character which was supposed to be voiced by Moss, but ended up being voiced by... Clara? Clara, I think. We had a couple people who had to, like, sub in. Or no, that's the only one that really had to sub in, I think. Um, Muse chose the voice for Devi, which ended up being Toga from your season. Um, You had a scene with Steph that you mentioned before where she kidnaps you. (laughs) Just so good. Yes. Such a great scene. So much fun. Oh, we love it. Um, and then there's a scene with... I think there were, there's scene nine, which you share with Bun. Um, and then everybody, I think, pretty much was involved in scene 10. Um, so you're kidnapped. You're taken back to Steph's place. Bun is Steph's uh, sidekick slash henchman. And he brings... Uh, eventually you're joined by moss in this holding space devi comes saves you and saves the both of you and then you end up helping everybody escape and defeat the bad people as most stories go (laughs) yeah yeah you you and uh yeah you're the one who ultimately takes out uh windy the wind character yeah um with my skills skills absolutely (laughs) you knocked him in the side of the head with a tray then jumped on his back and wrapped uh and then moss jumped on his back and wrapped her shirt around his mouth to keep him from yelling (laughs) as one does teamwork teamwork absolutely so yeah that was so much fun um 10 scenes each one was able to be found within the espionage season um you even i think said at one point or no yes you said in one point while the season was happening like oh if they don't find our last scene i'm gonna cry so good so worth yeah i loved it it was such it was so much fun to write it was so much fun to get everyone to like everyone's submissions and and cutting it together and putting it piecing it together was so good I, I was really proud of what 
everyone put together. Yeah. Thank you for being part of that. Yeah, thank you for inviting us third placer. <laughs> Absolutely. More than happy to do it. <sighs> well, that gets us through espionage. Um, I don't know. Like, we've had three more seasons since espionage. Is there anything else from seasons that took place after yours that you remember or is worth talking about? Um, I think that for a while, my best alliance moment ever was the uh, the voice channel where they decide uh, which team was in in Summit the team that decided to use code names and code directions just to make <laughs> yes. their lives more complicated mm-hmm. and uh, and Brad yelling bird 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 <laughs> for a while that was the best alliance moment ever but uh, that was eclipsed by the incredible academy reveal (laughs) oh that was so much fun that was just like i usually am someone who's really sensitive to like being on the outside of secrets and i don't like not knowing things but that was so much fun (laughs) like learning learning that reveal was a lot of was a lot of fun yeah because jessica banjo both part ink also involved that season um yeah and uh totally Brando, her, like oh just so much like that reveal you be usually that's something i'm like sensitive about but i was like oh my god like they did such a good job keeping this secret <laughs> this is so much fun absolutely no i i was really pleased with how that came together yeah <laughs> All right, I found your your initial reactions to it in the lounge. They were probably <laughs> referencing. They were probably like, "Oh my god, who else is it gonna be?" On, <laughs> which sounds about right. Yeah. Oh man, it was. Uh, I'm so ready, Jessica. I hope so. <laughs> it has to be Jessica, Clara, Clara what what i didn't even know like what you're responding to but just... i was just so like because i think seeing people who had tested challenges i was like oh my god and then yep yeah so so much fun nay this is an icon season holy shit redemption william becky 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 <laughs> fake challenges that's what the fake challenges was in reference to yep. the um yeah no that is like the best alliance moment that exists <laughs> even eclipsing bird 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 which i'm sorry bread but <laughs> academy reveal was incredible you you have a quote from ari where i guess he said i guess it's called academy because they have to learn how to actually play <laughs> <laughs> Was that intentional? Yeah. No, yeah. That was the that was the whole gist of it. Yep. Yeah, that's what I thought. You said that a lot. <laughs> um, you posted a screenshot of a text between you and Jessica where you said, Jessica, that is all. And she said, I don't know what to say besides I understand and thank you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Too good. Uh, no, that was a fantastic moment. Um absolutely one of the best i recall yeah one day well i guess i guess we kind of have already 
said that we're season 15 is planning to be a returning season so there should be more excitement then hopefully i know i'm so excited thinking about like like i have a feeling we might have some people who like haven't talked in a while come i suppose out of the woodwork and apply but it's really exciting thinking about all the people who are like still pretty active who would apply right absolutely i i've I know a handful of people when when they were when it first was announced and or when I like said it to them privately were like oh as soon as the applications are open I'm putting it mine in and I'm I've ever I don't know how many people we're gonna end up casting for that season but um, gosh I hope it's we can help there are like there are so many people that I haven't seen play like I haven't seen Penny play. I haven't seen Ari play. I haven't seen. Yeah. I don't know if Penny would play. I don't know if Ari would play. Well, I don't know if Ari would get cast. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, what, what if you have like 40 people apply and you have to like, you choose randomly and you randomly choose 16 because you want to be fair. So the fairest thing to do is choose randomly. Um, yeah. And he doesn't get chosen randomly because you do like a random number generator and he his number doesn't get chosen. I don't think he would like I don't know. No, like, that's fair. No, that's fair. Uh we're definitely not going to have a 40 person cast, that's for sure. Um <laughs> I <laughs> Meg just said that we could have a 100 person cast. <laughs> <laughs> it's like those, it's like those um among us like like glitches that they like have one streamer and then a hundred of their viewers come in and just insane. I'm not sure eligible for it. there's at least a hundred people eligible for it, and that's not even counting the casts for seasons thirteen and fourteen. So um I'm sure we'll get enough applications. I we don't know how many people it'll be yet though. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not saying that you like <sighs> intentionally wouldn't cast Ari because he's Ari. I just like <laughs> Right, right. You know, what if you have to, like, do a random number generator? No, that's fair. I'm not assuming he's, like, definitely applying, and I'm not assuming he's definitely getting cast. Sure. No. I think, I yeah, if if you're listening to this, you want to apply for season 15 because you qualify, um, there's, there's a very good chance that we're going to have to prevent people from, from playing for one reason or another, and uh, it won't be personal. Or maybe yeah. it will be. You never know. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but no, I, I'm looking forward to that. I hope, I think I think we're going to be able to get started with uh, Sky Cruiser in a short amount of time. Fingers crossed. And A short amount of time from us having this chat or a short amount of time from the chat being posted? From us having this chat. So we are recording oh. this on October 30th. It is Halloween Eve. And... Um, uh, if if you're in a server and ha- you might be in a server that you that you share with Meg and you might have the advertisements or whatever channel from that server muted or for whatever reason um, I know I would <laughs> but she just posted a bunch of the ad in a bunch of places yesterday and on that ad we said that we are hoping to start the season either the 10th or the 17th of next month so that would be okay. less than potentially less than two weeks from right now so. Speaking of it being Halloween Eve, what are you guys dressing as for Halloween? I, nothing. <laughs> I don't dress up for Halloween. Oh my um, god, my dad doesn't either. He like, he's like, it's, I just don't like it. But 
So, I mean, I guess you're valid, but, like... <laughs> I... When I was a kid, um, there were a couple of years I went as a ghost, because I'm boring, and I just put a sheet over my head. Um, but my most uh, lavish costume that I ever was... Uh, my granddad was... is Probably was, but was really into paper mache And... Um, I gave him, I wanted to be a Charmander, so I gave him a Charmander Pokemon card, and he paper macheed the head of a Charmander into a mask, which was fantastic. Um, that is amazing. And then I had, like, an orange, like, blanket cape thing, and then, like, a little, like, paper tail that came out the back of it for the Charmander tail. That was my most uh, extravagant costume that I've ever worn. My mom made um, my brother, the Rockies mascot is named Dinger. And my mom made my brother a Dinger costume that she probably made it when he was like 11. He wore it until he was like 16. He was like, wow. literally, it was a, it, to his knees. He was like growing <laughs> out of it, but kept wearing it. <laughs> That's awesome. What are you going? Are you going as something? Yeah, so Ari has a Tua jersey. And I have a cheetah print shirt and Tyreek Hill, who's, I don't know how much football you watch. Um, I'm familiar. Tyreek Hill, his like Instagram is cheetah and he's like known as the cheetah. Mm-hmm. So we're going as Tua and Tyreek. Oh, cool. That's cute. I like it. Yeah. Is Meg going as anything? I don't, I don't think so. She's not much for uh, costumes either, unfortunately. Well, I'm going to ask a QOTD of what is slash was your Halloween costume. Oh, good. That's a good one. Uh, I like it. I'll see if I can make that one post like Wednesday or Thursday or something <laughs> so that it's a little closer to when it happened. Well, well thank you for, for <laughs> chatting with me about this season that I played. Yes. Thank you for talking to me about it. It's It's been really fun to get back into this season and remember any of the details about it because i don't remember a lot of them um it's just it's been a while but that's good yeah no and and the fact that we didn't even do like exit interviews means that there really weren't any postseason thoughts from any of the cast so i hope more people will do these i know heidi's came out last week um madison's was the week before and like Heidi, I'm, you're the third person from this season I'm recording with, and you finished third. So uh, if that tells you that a, a lot of people have either skipped, uh, denied wanting to do an episode, an interview, or haven't responded to me, that's that's accurate. Um, but I'm expecting at least three more, hopefully four more interviews. So fingers okay. crossed on that. <sighs> Yeah, so um, I hope that you get them. I've only listened to podcasts. Like I cannot do podcasts, but I did listen to Ari's. Okay, that makes sense. That's that's valid. His is quite long. It is, but I just listened to the whole thing. Oh, good. Yeah, uh, yours is a little more than half <laughs> the length of his at this point, which is kind of insane. Yeah. But well, yeah. I am wasn't going for a record, so. <laughs> Not this time. No. No. But no, I had a lot of fun. I hope 
I hope everyone who listens enjoys your perspective and, and thoughts about yeah. things. And uh, if you have any questions or comments or concerns, DM me. And if they don't make me feel sad, I will respond. If they do, I probably won't. But <laughs> please do not DM sad things to Mary. <laughs> that would not be cool. I mean, I don't know. I'll, I'll respond unless, I don't know, unless it makes me feel sad. <laughs> so, <Oof>. yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, I will let you get back to, I don't know, whatever you have to do and, and probably hungry. I know I am. Um, yeah. And, uh, I'm sure I will see you around. Yeah. I will see you around. I hope that we see a season in the new server soon. We will. Hopefully. All right. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Have a good rest of your day and thanks again. All right, see ya. Bye. Hi. Hello. How's it going? Um, I did just wake up like 15 minutes ago, so, you know, I'm thriving. That sounds great. <laughs> Prime of but, your life. Yep. <sighs> I mean, it is afternoon over there, right? Yes. Okay. Just making sure. I did wake up at like 12.50. Well, I set an alarm for 9, and then I thought I also set one for 11, but I guess I didn't. So I like stopped the 9 a.m. one and thought I set one for 11, and then suddenly it was 12.15, and I was like, oh. <laughs> Just normal stuff. Yeah. So it happens. <laughs> That's true. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alliance of Survivor Game podcast. If you would like to try your hand at Alliance, our applications are always open. You can find more information by visiting AllianceSeasons.com. Our 13th season, Sky Cruiser, has just started. Come join us in the new server and watch as other players get to experience the same thing that everyone I've been talking to has. And as always, have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same tonight. I know. She'll never leave me, even as she fades from view. So long, farewell, I'll be to say adieu. Nothing's really left or lost without a trace. Nothing's gone forever.